This is episode 104 of the Steady Trade Podcast with your host, Stephen Johnson. I've got one of the strongest, unique personalities anyone has, and that's why I'm obviously on the show and if people are like, oh, he's, he's a character, and that is me. That is who I am. What's it like to be coached by the Wall Street coach, Kim Ann Curtin? So the reason that statement to me is so profound is because what it's saying is even the knowledge of knowing it's empty and meaningless is empty and meaningless. Today, Stephen sits down for a coaching session with Kim Ann Curtin, the Wall Street coach. And it couldn't come at a better time because Stephen has been feeling like everything is kind of pointless lately. I think there is no ultimate point to anything. And I don't know why I'm even striving for anything because ultimately it means nothing. But no need to be so bleak, Stephen, because this is what good coaches do. So if it is empty and meaningless, we're, we are creating the meaning. So if we're creating the meaning, why don't we create meaning that makes us feel good? Kim also helped Stephen get more in touch with Stephen. You fully aren't present to your trades right now because there's a big part of yourself that you've been ignoring. So I hope you enjoy this fly-on-the-wall perspective as you listen in on Stephen having his mind blown by the Wall Street coach. Listen in. Welcome back to the Steady Trade podcast. And uh, I've done a lot of things on camera on iTunes, on YouTube, and uh, I've talked a lot about life, but I've never live on camera had uh, my mind blown before. I've never, never ever almost felt like I've been reawakened uh, to life in real time before. And you'll remember we had the Wall Street trader <clears throat> come on and we interviewed her and we talked a little bit about trading and, and the flaws that you can have and, and, and how you can kind of get to the root of why you may be taking losses. Well, this is definitely different. Uh, this is more she volunteered to give me a one-on-one coaching session and, uh, into my life and what I've been feeling the last few years and since YouTube and what I've been feeling the last year and, uh, and where I am in life. And it's not a sob story. I'm, I'm, I'm reasonably okay. I'm, I'm happy enough. I've had frustrations here and there. Things could be better. But what she did do, uh, which you'll see in the episode is she brought up some very, very raw emotions that I didn't even know I had. So she tapped into them and she brought them out. And I feel really raw right now, just after the recording. And she made me realize some things. Uh, and it's therapists can do this. I've experienced it before, but maybe not to this level. She makes you realize something that you should do, but for a ridiculous reason, you've been telling yourself you shouldn't for so long. And she makes it sound, and she makes you want to realize that you should do it in such a simple, compelling way that you just click and think, wow, what a big mistake I've been making this last year. And you've just made me realize it's a mistake. And, now I really need to go on the right path. So tune in, have a listen to it. You will see my mind blowing. Um, there's no exaggeration there. You'll see me be slightly reawakened to life. And, uh, and I feel raw and, and almost a different person walking out of the session today compared to the, the guy who walked in. Hey there, Steady Trade listeners. Now we all know that Tim Bowen is the lead trainer for Stocks to Trade. But how many of you listeners actually use stocks to trade? Have any of you never even tried it at all? Well, if so, today you're in luck because Stocks to Trade is now offering a 14-day trial 
for only $7. Now this means that for the price of a pretty good hamburger, you can spend two weeks of your time getting familiar with the platform to see if it's really as good as people say it is. And people say it's pretty good. My name is Luis from Los Angeles, California. I'm a brand new trader. Been using the stocks to trade now for just a little over a year. I highly recommend it to anyone. Uh, it's definitely a program created for traders by traders. Very fluid, highly intuitive. Um, it's got amazing pre-market scanners, and the best part is that you can even create your own screeners. Uh, so for a newbie like me, it's nice having those training wheels and also the opportunity to kind of learn on my own and grow from there. So if you're not a stocks trade user, I highly recommend that you become one. But here's the best part. If you sign up for this 14-day trial, you'll also get access to Stocks to Trade University, the learning hub, where you can watch 14 videos with Tim Bowen walking you through each feature of the platform. So if you haven't tried Stocks to Trade, take advantage of this 14-day promo while you still can. Go to the website, stockstotrade.com forward slash 14-day trial. That's stockstotrade.com forward slash 14-day trial. All run together one word. Go take advantage of this promotion today. The data provided during the trial period is provided by NASDAQ last sale and does not offer OTC, BB, or Level 2. This promotion is for new users only. Welcome back to the Steady Trade Podcast. We are back with the Wall Street coach, Kim Ann Kitten. Uh, she's recently been on. Uh, it was a very, very uh, nice uh, podcast. Good interview, strong interview. Uh, we delved a little bit into the psychology of, of traders. Uh, we had our own little personal um, chats, uh, Tim and I, where we kind of delved a little bit uh just underneath the surface uh, of what we might usually talk about. And afterwards, we both had great, great, we thought all three of us thought it was a brilliant, brilliant podcast. And we thought we'd go uh, to deep dive into the emotions, into the person, and into the one called Jeevan Stonson, Stephen Johnson. And, um, and try and get to know me and maybe talk about some of my flaws to see how it will ultimately relate to trading i guess in the long term or not we'll just see sounds good so thank you Stephen, for doing this and trusting me and you know i think if you're able to walk away from this one conversation today what what would you like to walk away with if i if i was to walk away from the conversation i think i think i'd, I'd like to think that i know who i am more um mm-hmm. and and i'm feel good about it mm-hmm. um because um yeah there's there's a lot there's a lot of i mean i i don't know if you want to structure this with questions or if i should just tell you a story yeah you i mean i'm asking you what you want to get away with so if the story helps you tell me then do yeah no i mean it's just it's just the the question when we when we when i filled out the form we filled out a word form with like 27 questions earlier I was, I was, and I did it quite quickly because I was at work. Uh, it's been a busy day, but um, but when you just asked me that, it, it struck a chord, it struck a memory. It was quite poignant. Um, I remember um, there was a period about five years ago, um, and out of nowhere, I started getting really bad anxiety, which you'd never say in a million years because I come across as uber confident a lot of the time. But I had really bad anxiety, and I had some sort of weird breakdown. Um, about five years ago, and it's it's never happened since this bad. That's a weird breakdown, and the main the main uh, 
the main thing that came from it was I started thinking in my head, I don't know who I am. I don't know who I am. I don't know who Stephen Johnson is. Yeah. And it was it was terrifying. And I thought I've completely forgot and lost who I am and who my identity is. And it was almost like I need to start rebuilding this character of who I am. Yeah. Makes and, a lot. Um, How old were you? Um, I'm 31 now. It was about five years ago. So I think I was about 26, 27. And it was like, it was like a quarter life breakdown, full blown. Like I'm going, I need to go to the doctors or I'm going home. Wow. And so how did you navigate it? Uh, It was tough. I I had serious, serious, um, I had serious problems with anxiety. Um, Not not really depression, but really bad anxiety problems. Um, And probably depression as well, for sure. There was a a sense of, I don't know what the point of anything is. Um, And we're going in heavy, but it's, it's, I don't really know how I fixed it. I just started to try and do the right things over and over and over and over and trying to treat people well, reach goals for me. Um, I think I went to therapy for a while. Uh, much, a lot of it I can't remember. Um, and yeah, and I don't know, I can't remember how I came out of it, but I did. Yeah. So I just, I just want to speak to that though. That is, uh, kind of part of a journey that many people go through. And it happens to people at different ages. Uh, I think that the people that go through it early are sort of old souls, people who are uh, really seeking kind of more. And what I was really struck by in the answers that you gave me was the first thing out of the gate was love and growth, right? Happy moments every day. And that concept is tied even to what happened to you it's possible that at that point in your life you were coming from a place of posturing you know a place of perhaps putting on a certain persona and not authentically revealing yourself and I think that that can happen in our world because our world is very advocating of us having it all together so I'm I'm curious if that sounds right is is it possible or was there something else going on um, no, I think, I think, um, what sometimes what I notice is that when I meet people and I like something from the personality, I'll take it or I'll, I'll mimic it. And, and people, do, I don't know if people do that in general or if it's just a character of me, but then I'm thinking, why am I doing that? Am I doing that because I don't have my own personality, even though I've got one of the strongest, unique personalities that anyone has. And that's why I'm obviously on the show on a personality and people are like, oh, he's, it's, he's a character and that is me. That is who I am. But yeah. and at the same time, I don't feel like I've got anything as well. It's weird. It's a paradox. But I know at that time, I think it was a life transition. I was um, out partying, drinking all of the time. Partying and drinking was what I knew. It was what I was good at. Mm-hmm. Meeting girls was what I was good at. Um, even if, even though I was, had anxiety, I could still sink enough beers to have the confidence to to um, to talk to women. But then it, uh, I got sick of the, I got sick of meeting girls, getting drunk, uh, being hungover and then just repeating the whole thing on a cycle. And, and then I just broke down thinking, I don't know who I am and I don't know what I want. And then yeah. this is when I got into trading to, to find a way out. And, and that wow. is how it, what happened. Uh, I come across the Tim Sykes ads, thought this is the identity of what I want to become and grow into. And, and I got better. I started getting healthier and better when I started focusing on a goal. Yeah, that's awesome. I think uh, 
I think that there's there's probably more to that journey that you know it'd be worth looking at even at another time. Um, I think there, you know, I, I talked a little bit that time when we first talked about Joe Campbell, the hero's journey, and yeah. basically that hero's journey is it sounds a lot. The beginning of that journey sounds a lot like what you went through. That kind of a crisis of faith, a crisis of identity, a crisis of what am I doing here? What's the meaning of anything? Those, no, those, are, those are moments that are critical to who you are as a person. And it's it, in, a, in a lot of ways, who we are has to sometimes kind of be broken down and the whole building destru- has to be destroyed for us to kind of be born. And, and it's possible you birthed yourself and, and discovered something that did turn you on. Uh, you know, or I just hit it, or I just hit it, or I just hit the bolt. There's a problem, then I found another obsession with trading. Correct, correct, and that's and that's if that's true, then that ultimately would probably end up exactly the same way as that situation did. Yeah, because it started, or maybe I just don't have enough synapses to to connect the serotonin the body produces to make us feel happy so naturally bioworks go off every now and then i i I don't know the answer i i think i think that isn't true to be quite honest i think that's (laughs) i think it sounds like a good story like it it sounds very scientific and you know that there's this really magical medical reason but honestly to be connected to who we are to understand what we were made of, to really look deep, asks for the most incredible courage you'll ever be asked for. And it's possible at that at that crossroads, you saw a particular path and you said, well, that's what I'm going to get on board with. Now, it doesn't mean it doesn't reflect aspects of who you are, but the, but the part of the matter is what we do is never who we are. And if we think it is, then we're going to have a rude awakening sooner or later. Yeah, I mean, but maybe it's it's hard for anyone to, to define who they are. I think it's and how do you define who someone is? It's yeah, I'm I'm part of this family with this name. I've got this job, got these friends. I've had these girlfriends. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how else to judge who I am, or I don't know how to define identity. Well, let's let's just for a moment, like, have you tell me who you are outside of those aspects. I don't think I'm anything. I don't know who I am. That's that's the only way I know how to define an identity of who I am. Well, there are certain things that you already can identify about yourself that go beyond your family and your name and your girl ex-girlfriends, right? So just tell me characteristics that you feel you've seen consistently throughout your memories. Uh, just a, a guy that... Uh, <clears throat> could he's he's willing to take a risk sometimes to the detriment of himself. It's rolling the dice. Mm-hmm. Um, likes to be fun. Likes to make the most of every moment. Likes to try and have fun with other people. But I can as 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 much as I can probably make people have a good day. I can also have a, a harsh side and just be irritable. So I, I've definitely give me got an example. To- give me an example of how you can be irritable. Ah, definitely. I mean, today, today, um, at work, I can sit and, and make a lot of people laugh, Colin. I've got three bald people who sit on the, 
on the table across the room. And I, I call them egg one, two, and three all day because the heads look like eggs. And and that makes people laugh. It's funny calling people egg one and egg two and egg three and egg one and two. And it's it's humorous and everyone laughs at it and they laugh at it and we all have a better time at work. But at the same time, uh, if I'm in a creative brainstorming session and people are on the laptops and phones as the word a day, I, I'm not the type of guy who's going to just be nice about it and just let that one go. I, I can't. I'm like, guys, cancel on this because no one gives a fuck. Um, and I'm, I can't be bothered to do it half-heartedly. Mm-hmm. And, and more people would have more patience and tolerance and address things properly. And uh, maybe there's a girl at work and I, she's not doing a good job and I address it and she just gives a bad answer back. And I say, look, it's not the right thing to do, but I'm just going to go to the boss and tell them. Because yep. you weren't you weren't good with us the first time we spoke about it, so I do, it's going to cause a lot of tension, and you're going to get upset. But fuck it, uh, I want this to be good. So it's standards. It's compromising people's happiness to achieve standards professionally. Yep. So is that kind of response to the standards or the certain level of standard you have? Is that that energy kind of that you're talking about with these other people that the way you are with yourself? Uh, the standards that I have um, with myself. I mean, yeah, I want to do good stuff. I want to do things that I'm proud of. Right. And when you don't, what happens? It's disappointment. Sad. Sad thing. Is is the uh, impatience that you express, let's say, towards that girl who had a shitty answer, the same impatience you show to yourself when you fuck up? Yeah, yeah, and it and it can be it can be in anything. It can be, if I know I'm personally responsible for something, yeah, I can be I can be a really tough person to be around with myself for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Because and it ultimately maybe it all comes down to the fact that I don't know what the point of anything in life is, and I don't really know who I am properly. Mm-hmm. So I'm striving with high standards to define something. Yeah, yeah. So there's a phrase I'm going to throw your way that isn't mine. And it's a little hard to wrap your head around, so stay with it for a minute. Everything is empty and meaningless. No, and no, I already, I already know that. Hold on, it isn't finished <laughs> yet. It isn't finished. <laughs> it's empty. It's empty and meaningless, and it's empty and meaningless that it's empty and meaningless. Absolutely, I, I totally agree with you. I think there's, there's, I think there is no ultimate point to anything and I don't know why I'm even striving for anything because ultimately it means nothing but even though everything is empty and meaningless and it's empty and meaningless that it is empty and meaningless it's still regardless of that it's it still doesn't mean that you shouldn't make other people's lives happy and fun and you shouldn't communicate you shouldn't make the best of a bad situation if it is a bad situation and ultimately there's a big powerful universe up there that looks spectacular and uh, we might not know the meaning now, but hopefully we will later. Correct. So if it's so, so the reason that statement to me is so profound is because what it's saying is even the knowledge of knowing it's empty and meaningless is empty and meaningless. And so if it is empty and meaningless, we're, we are creating the meaning. So if we're creating the meaning, why don't we create meaning that makes us feel good, that makes us oh. feel alive? And that sounds like it's a huge part of your uh, 
call, if you will. Like you care, even at the start of this conversation, my suggestion that maybe we keep this private, you're thinking, well, is this going to benefit those viewers that watch this? So, so you do care tremendously how other people experience you, how other people get on, if you will. And one can only do that if one has enough oxygen in their own tank. You know, even on an airplane, they tell us that you have to, even as the parent uh, of a child, put the oxygen mask on yourself first before you put it on that child. So you're sensitive. I think you're really powerfully uh, sensitive. I, I don't know that you know how to manage that yet. But I think your sensitivity, and it's possible even that you're an empath, which means, and, and I have no doubt that served you in, you know, being so successful with girls, because your ability to be in tune to what's going on for somebody else is very uh, heightened. Sometimes people who are like that, really sensitive to those around them, are not necessarily good at having boundaries for themselves. And because they're constantly being overwhelmed by so much information and the experiences or attitudes of others, there's sort of like a permeable wall where they don't have that sense of a boundary or kind of a bubble around them. And it can become overwhelming at times to the point where you snap back because you just can't anymore. How does that sound? It sounds, it sounds, it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot to get my head around. It's, it's probably quite true. Yeah. I mean, to a degree, I, I get on with women better than men. Mm-hmm. I get on with men and men can relate to me. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, a lot of like people will maybe for the YouTube and the two years of the videos gone up, they'll respect what I'm trying to do. But all I'm trying to do is help. I'm just trying to help other people through sharing what I've learned. Yep. Um, and, and, and trying to make people laugh and be entertaining and, and yeah. tell a real, genuine, authentic story. Yeah, I got that. And all of that is beautiful, amazing quality, a heartfelt quality, a generous quality. And if you yourself aren't being properly nourished, if you aren't getting your basic needs met on a day-to-day basis, your ability to meet the needs of everybody around you is going to be compromised Compromise yourself. You yourself will be compromised. Because you're giving of your substance, not your abundance. But, but yeah, but no, for sure. Um, and for a lot of situations, I'm very in tune with them. In certain situations, it's, it's the way I work is that I'll either be so aware of what's going on and in tune with the conversation that I'll run and lead it. But then there'll be other conversations and I'll know what other people are going to say next and I'll know the funny thing to say to it. But then there'll be other situations where I just think I am so lost in this group that I just want to go home mm-hmm. because I am not, I am completely uh, not in tune with this or I'm, um, I just don't fit here. Yeah. And it's general. Yeah. It's just weird. I, I could see that happening though, because if especially look at the end of the day, somebody who's empathic, somebody who's very sensitive who's very much connected to all that's happening, there are going to be times when what's happening is very different than what's happening for you. And your ability to become, not everybody is this sensitive. Not everybody is able to see the depth that you might be able to see. So when you're around people that are not that sensitive, I could see that that could be part of your experience, sort of lost. Like, how can these people be talking about this over here when it seems to me they should be over here. 
because they can't see what you see. But that's part of why it's so important for you to nourish yourself and nourishing yourself includes potentially having like-minded people around you. I don't know what empathic means though. What does empathic mean? Empathic is a quality of feeling in your physical body emotionally the experience somebody else around you is happen is ha- having. So if somebody yes, somebody has relief. something fall on their toe, you would almost feel it in your toe. I don't know though. I think I'm pretty selfish at the same time. It depends if if I can relate to someone. Yeah, if I can relate to a situation, then for sure. But maybe I'm. Yeah, it's a weird one. I, I think your ability to be in tune to what's going on for somebody else or caring about what somebody else is experiencing uh, tends to put you in that direction. But I think there's just so much that one can feel uh, that's outside of oneself. You know, if somebody else is having an experience, your ability to consistently be in tune to that is, it could take a toll if you don't have certain uh, ways to kind of put a stop to that. And to take care of you. No, but I mean, but some, I mean, people are caring in different ways. I mean, some people are relentlessly caring to the point where they'll not be able to sleep because they'll be worried that the boyfriend might be in a car accident when they'll not be, but they'll be so worried about that person's well-being that they'll make situations up in their head. I've heard stories like that. Yeah, that's that's a different, that's a different quality. And I, I'm not even so sure that would be considered empathic. That, that tells me that person. That person's got something going on around their their securities. That I, I, it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing at all. No, no. Go on. Let's let's just come back. Let's just come back to center and the concept of, you know, your wanting your trading to, in, you know, improve. Right. So, what is at stake? What's at stake for you? Because you're, and and did did it happen in a p- particular period of time? Are you has this been going on for a long period of time? What's the? Give me some background on what's going on with you. In that. terms of what? In terms of the trading, or in terms of yeah, life? In terms, no, just in terms of the trading. Just give me the basics about what happened and when did it start? The slump. Ah, uh, with, with trading, uh, I saw a Timothy Sykes ad on the internet. Mm-hmm. I just broke up with my girlfriend of like seven years. I was going through really bad anxiety, um, and I knew I needed to find a challenge and a goal. Because I remember as in, I'm in Dubai, sometimes it's lonely. Sometimes like I can't connect with people. Not always like when I find a good group that I can connect with, I'll, they'll be best friends and I've got best friends at home. But sometimes it's just like hard to meet people and you don't have the courage to go out and find new people again after you've had a group of friends and they've left. Yep. Um, so I thought, stop it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to work really hard relentlessly and get really good at something. And then I saw the Tim Sykes ad and I thought, this looks like a scam. So I'll either do a YouTube documentary for a year or so, um, and I, I'll expose them as a scam, mm. um, which will be cool because no one else will fall into this trap. Or mm. if I'm successful, uh, I'll prove that it can be done and people who come from nothing, working class backgrounds, can go on and achieve and change their lives through sheer hard work. Mm-hmm. Either way, it's just a good story, and it helps yeah. people. So how long ago was that? Like two, two and a half, three years ago, two and a half years ago, yeah. And um, and I did, I did really well. Uh, 
went on the challenge course and stuff like that. Lost around $7,000 just learning with the micro cap stocks. And then uh, some stuff clicked and uh, I made all the money back. I was in profit by a few thousand dollars. Lost the 7000 again in a stupid trade as you as people do. And then I started making it all back again. But there become a point where I was just like, I started just repeatedly taking losses. Mm-hmm. And I just when, couldn't stick to the rules that I knew. About a year ago, a year ago, and I don't know if it's losing interest. To be frank, just thinking, is, stop this game. Is, the, it, is it possible you're losing interest? I th- honestly, I, I think that the ride's been great. But what I've what I've come to realize is that if I made a, what I would consider a big win, if I made a big win of two or three, four thousand dollars, then it felt good for a day or two. But it's it's not a real reason to be happy. Your bank account goes up and down in trading. But if I lost three or four thousand dollars, I'd be like abject miserable. Like I couldn't couldn't control it. Like I, I'm not jumping out of me. I'm not jumping off me fiftieth floor balcony. Not jumping out the window. But I'm I'm like drinking whiskey and very disappointed and sad. Um, and I just thought, when I win, I'm not happy, and when I'm lose, I'm even less happy. And I'm the type of guy that wants to be around people and be around teams and work towards collective goals. And right now, all I'm doing is sitting in a room on my own, yeah. watching money go up and down. And even if I make $100,000 or $500,000, I'm probably not going to be happy anyway because I've got money in the bank. Not a lot. But I've got savings and I've got everything I could ever want, apart from to travel around the world in luxurious holidays. But I got to the point where I've got money. It's not made us that much happier. I don't think mm-hmm. more would make us happy. Mm-hmm. So why am I just sitting in this room? Yeah, so own? why are you? Because I don't like to quit on promises that I've made myself. What, so what, are, example, the, what are the promises you've made yourself? Uh, when, I was, when I was 18 years old, 19 years old, I was playing poker. I read a lot of books. I played obsessively the game. And uh, I made about £7,000, like $11,000. And I moved to Australia to play professionally and I was losing. So I took, I lost about $5,000. I kept the other $6,000 and I traveled the whole of Australia and went to Thailand, used the money well, but I never got back to poker. And I thought if I didn't quit poker because of losing some of that money, it could have been a professional right now and it could have been an awesome life. I love the game. So when I took trading up, I thought no matter what, you will not quit this because you've regretted the last thing you quit so badly. Okay. And that, that seems like, so what forever is that, is that, is that I will never quit this forever? No, like with poker, I still play for fun, but I don't, I mean, there's no casinos in Dubai and I've got a different life now, but no, I, I regret it. About I didn't the rules around trading. Like it just seems like an arbitrary thing to hang everything upon. So what are you not allowed to change your mind? Maybe you're just- I, I mean, maybe I, I mean I probably am bored, and it's sad. But, but I mean, I've got the podcast which I enjoy, which rests on that, and I've got the YouTube channel which I've built up, which rests on that. And yeah, I don't want to throw it all away just because I got uh, just because I'm not as enthusiastic as I was. Okay, not as enthusiastic as you were is different than I'm completely bored and not getting any of my needs met. 
no, I'm pretty bored and not getting any of my needs met. Yeah. So, so that is it. And, and also let's just hear the phrase you're saying, like throw it all away. Like who's talking about throwing it all away. But the point is perhaps what it means is you need to make sure that your needs are getting met and you're certainly creatively challenged. I mean, if you're not being creatively challenged here, then you're not being creatively challenged here. Nobody's no, fault. But then I get depressed again, and that's the thing. You're getting depressed because you're, you're, you're identifying that you're not getting your needs met, and then you're not doing anything about it. You're no, just no, do- for sure. And, but, I mean, I got depressed, and then I went on this creative outlet of YouTube and trading and podcasting. Did, wasn't it depressed anymore? Loved life. Then I got bored. Yeah. It all. And then when I got bored of it all, I got depressed again. Of course, because because if your need for adventure, creativity, uh, stimulation, like there's a whole bunch of things that you, you possibly need to get fed in other ways. So it doesn't yeah. it doesn't mean you necessarily have to throw this all away. It just means that you have to start to turn up the volume, perhaps in other areas of your life. Maybe it's about time. Maybe it's time for you to create some other kind of a YouTube. Uh, channel. Uh, yeah, and that's what I want to do. It's in the, it's been in the back of my head for six months. Just want to set up a podcast and interview people and interview comedians and talk about life. I'm not very good at trading right now, but I'm also good at the podcast and the YouTube. So why not interview other people who are funny or interview people who are spiritual and learn about different walks of life and then put it out there for everyone to see? Yeah. So what about that? Yeah. It's, it's been a plan for six months that I haven't done. Uh, instead, so- I play the piano and that makes us happy. What's who's who's us makes us happy? Who's the us? Us is a northern English thing. It means me. <laughs> us is me. I'm not. I'm not psychotic with two personalities. Yeah, multiple personalities. We're not watching Split yet. If you've seen okay, Split, okay. <laughs> no, it's just me. It's not a left right. and right. <laughs> it's interesting, though. I mean, that that terminology that hap- that happens here as well in Hawaii. Uh, it's like an Asian, it's it, this sense of the we, right? As if the I is somehow not allowed. It's like the we takes precedence. So it's interesting, that term, the us, makes yeah, us. Us. Yeah, us. It, it comes from is, and is means me in Newcastle mm-hmm. dialect. Is means me, but if you're not familiar with the um, local language or the dialect, you'll, you'll hear it as us, but I'm not saying us. I'm saying is. I... I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I gotcha. All right. So, so what would it take for you to create that that other podcast? That other time. YouTube time, time. I mean, it's. I'm in a weird part of my life right now because my creative director got sacked, so I've had to step in and and do a lot more hours at work and take a lot more responsibility. And I love it. Like I love what I'm doing. I love the creative output in that in an advertising agency. But it's it's just some time, and when you're balancing the full-time job when you're balancing the podcast and trading and sometime on the piano it's like it's impossible to it's not impossible it's not it would take a couple of hours on a Friday on a Saturday to be honest yeah Yeah. not going to take very long to organize I'm just making excuses because I'm scared to do it okay so what are you afraid of another commitment that I'm going to have to handle and deal with but it's Um, a commitment to who who's the commitment to to me yeah, and it doesn't really matter if it doesn't work. It what? Yeah, it's a commitment to me, but it doesn't matter if I drop it. It doesn't. At least I tried. At least what I are the cost? Like, what will be the cost? The cost will be a couple hours wasted for a few Saturdays. 
which I spend in bed eating the pizza hungover exactly. most Saturdays exactly. anyway. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that's that's some shit that I, that's some stuff that I really need to do. So, so what would you be would you be willing in the next two weeks to spend at least two to four hours on thinking really seriously on who would be the first person you'd interview or what that would look like? Yeah, I will specifically because I know that I'll be talking to you again, and uh, you're gonna ask us about it. If it was if it was down to me, I would uh, probably pass it off another couple of months and just think now because like right now life's not bad. Like I'm not uh, I'm not unhappy. I was unhappy, but uh, I started. I turned down trading because it was making us unhappy. The YouTube videos were making us unhappy. Sometimes the podcast was making us unhappy. Yeah. So I turned it all down and I started turning up, learning the piano, going out with friends, mm-hmm. playing the guitar more, making music more. I turned up the things that I enjoyed working a bit more that's awesome i mean i think those the piano the guitar uh spending time with friends i think all of that is great it's it's just potentially though not really nourishing you deeply by way of your creative outlet and your expression and your boredom so you know there there it sounds like there is this need to be a contribution and to be involved in something that stimulates you and right now that used to come from trading but it's not coming from that now it was the whole journey it was it was it was the ability to communicate with thousands of people and sometimes tens of thousands of people weekly and you'd really be helping a ton of people on a personal mission yeah that was evolving week by week and now now it's gone and i don't know who i am anymore i think i think that the that's an exciting place to be, right? To have that kind of impact on that many people. Now, it's what's brilliant is that I've proven that I have the ability to do it. And if yeah. I've done it once, I can do it again in another way. And I can do it even bigger with the lessons that I've learned. Correct. Correct. But what if this is just not the path that right now is stimulating you? It doesn't mean you can't do it. doesn't mean you can't be a contribution in some way. But it's possible that you just have a creative uh desire for for something different I, I don't see that that's something bad or wrong or harmful no it's 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 not it's not it's just i think in life you've got to turn things down and turn things off like you said and um and i think to be honest if i started with the interviewing and the channel and putting my personality back out there and if it started to work and i was picking up the numbers i'm gonna wake up every morning and think fuck i, I cannot wait to find the next guest and get someone bigger and get, do the next thing. And how's this conversation going to go? What am I going to learn? And what will people learn? Yep. Think, yep. Um, I was sad to say, but I was very good at talking about trading, but I wasn't very good at trading. Well, it sounds like you were good at trading, but you just hit a wall. Yeah. yeah, I got good at this. Got, got, got good at it. Got 5%. But, yeah, it's in the, the 5% that make money, yeah. I think that's good, dude. Consistently. Yeah, yeah consistently. For months and months and even years. Yeah, but but then when did you hit the wall? You hit the wall when you got bored with it. When that, that flame and excitement wasn't continuously being stoked. I think that's... that's what, yeah, it's when I realized that you'd make money and you, it wouldn't matter and you'd lose money and it wouldn't matter. And ultimately, I'm in a very solitary environment that... Uh, isn't good for anyone. 
mm-hmm. unless you're a really introverted person, which I'm not. Well, it's not good for you. I mean, I don't think it matters it's whether it's good for other people. Matter, it's not yeah. good for you because you're you're yeah. somebody who gets probably you know turned on by the energy of others by being around people. So it doesn't mean you don't have need for solitude, but solitude is different than being in a, a very kind of cavernous, focused on your traits, and that's it. That's a very different experience than solitude. Yeah, or it's or it's just sitting, waiting for action to happen, or sitting for a few days of nothingness, and uh, and I just be like, no, I need I need to dictate the pace. I don't want the pace dictated to me. Yep, I get that. I totally get that. So, is it possible you got to a place for yourself, not according to anybody else's statistic? Is it possible that once you get to mastery of something? You're bored and you want to move on to something else and master that? No, because I didn't master anything. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't take it over. If I'd mastered it, I would have gone on to make tens and twenty, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Is that true? Let's let's just look at that for a minute. Mastery, not according to anybody else's ruler, but for yourself. I I think, honestly, I think, um, the ultimate goal from day one was to prove that you could be a, a long-term successful trader and make good, good money and not have to work because of it. And, um, and I didn't, uh, prove that I wasn't, I couldn't make money for a while, but ultimately I was up and down. And then when I saw the, when I got sick of doing the same videos with the same updates and the numbers started to drop a little bit, I just thought this has run its course. Mm-hmm. Got it. And, it's, so when was that? This has run about a year ago. Okay, and then when did the when did the issues start with your trading? About the same time. I mean, can you just see how co- connected they are? No, no, for sure, for sure. I mean, obviously, you think you've made it, and then it's going to be fun for a while because you've made it, but then you take a loss, and then you rebuild the loss, then you take a loss. And I just think I'm not going through the pain of rebuilding this just for this story anymore. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think stopped you from just saying that then? I'm uh, sacrificing sometimes happiness for money. Yeah. Yeah. And the money isn't, isn't giving you the experience you thought it would, right? Because cause the money doesn't make you happy. You, you've said that repeatedly. No, but, but ultimately when I'm, if I save enough, I'm going to have children and a wife and I'm going to need it. And while it's such a good opportunity to do a few hours here and a few hours there for a decent amount of money, then uh, it's, uh, I think I've got a responsibility to myself to save as much as I can and, and, and earn it. And Yeah, but what point is saving all of that money for a imagined future scenario if you're miserable? Ah, but I mean, I'm not miserable. I'm not miserable, but it's not, it, I wouldn't say it adds to happiness right now, but it's, I'm certainly not miserable right now. Okay. I, I, so, was, I was, and then I turned it right down. And when I turned it down and thought, I'll do this much work and I'll take this money. And if they're not happy with it, then they can fire us. But, um, but this is what, this is what I'm going to invest. And I'm not investing more because if I invest more, I'll hate it. So I'm not investing more. Right. But, so it's, it's but what you're experiencing, if what would you describe it then? If it isn't miserable, the concept of what's happening you with your trading, what would you describe it? How would you describe it? 
trading trading's tough right now. It's tough. But uh I'll I'll like and I haven't I took a loss a couple of weeks ago and I was like, right, that's it, I'm done for a couple of weeks. I'll come back in another couple of weeks. I'm not committing more than I want to. I'm not doing anything that makes us not happy. Mm-hmm. Um and then maybe in a couple of weeks I'll give it another try, I'll see how I feel. If I wanna trade that day, if I feel okay to do it, I'll do it. If I wanna trade the next day, I'll do it. If I'm on a good run, I'll probably want to trade a few days in a row. Mm-hmm. Um but if I don't want to do it, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. So, so right. can you can you see though that 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 sense of like I I'm not going to be forced to do what I don't want to do. So the question is, if if miserable isn't the word to describe that experience, what what is the word? If miserable isn't the word, what how and what and what what do you mean? In the context of you going forward with the trading, it, it sounds to me like you were kind of at the idea of potentially spreading your wings and doing other things. It yep. sounded like you had some pushback and you were saying, well, I can still make money here for my future wife, future kids. It's an easy way to make money. Uh, so I should probably keep doing it for that reason. No, it's, not, it's not just that. I enjoy the podcast. Um, I, I don't want to invest so much time in the trading and then just throw it away. And I, I know it's, I know you don't like the term throw it away, but it's like people go through lulls with things and I've had a, a lot, a big lull with this, but I can easily imagine in a couple of years, I'll be like, let's give this another go. I've had a good break. Um, but, so I what just, ha- what, I do, what, ter- what makes that happen for people when you've seen other people or even yourself? Like, do you, do you get bored? With things, do you feel like you've got to a place of okay? I've proven to myself I can do X, Y, Z, and then you you do it, and then you want to move on to something else. Has that happened in the past? What's your track record? Not, not, not really. No, I mean, no. Like when I with the, when it comes to the guitar, I mean, I'll, I'll like I'll 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 turn things to ten and mm-hmm. be obsessed, and then yeah, one day I'll be like I'm done, but then I'll never be done. Done. I'll always be like. Right. You'll dabble. It's cool to play every Friday and learn a new song. Yeah. But but you've uh, at that point, when you're doing that, you have created other things, right? It sounds like you took up the piano, right? You've, yeah. you've taken other focuses. So what would happen if you did do that? If you allowed yourself to, the, the bandwidth, the time into something else, that potentially does excite you, like interviewing people about their spiritual paths or anything like that, comedians, perhaps that alone is just what's needing to give you the nourishment. And uh, not if it, if it, Yeah, if I pulled it off and it worked. Um, and well, I saw why the does it have rise? to work? What, what does work mean? Like It has to be a success. What's the measurement? If it, what if it makes you happy and nothing else comes of it? Is that enough? Because I, I love no, I love the idea of building an empire. Um, so basically, for me, because you have to have goals and targets. The fact of getting someone on an interview and a few people liking it—that's it's not enough for me. I need to. My dream is to build a sustainable. I could almost do it now. I could I could do it now with the mm-hmm. podcast, but I don't want to do it with the podcast. I want to have something that's just me interviewing different people, mm-hmm. build the viewership up find a way to monetize it and then travel around the world and uh, maybe meet some of the people in real life and then have a, an income where I can make money and travel. And I've, I've nearly done it a few times. So I really want to crack it. 
And so, that's why do I want to do it? Because it means I'm free. Not, not why. I wasn't going to ask why. What about that sounds exciting to you? It sounds like an absolute magnificent dream come true. And if I meet a wife along the way or I take someone with us, then even better. Yep. So it's, it's the absolute hours. dream. So if that's the absolute dream and you're not engaged in it at all, I think <laughs> it could be causing some of your frustration and your distraction from being able to do the trading at all. This is, this is something that matters so much to you and it's not getting any of your time or bandwidth. True, true. And I don't, I'm, I don't know why I'm, uh, I don't know why I'm not doing it. I'm just not. I don't know why I'm not. I'm just thinking I'm a little bit happy at work. It's not bad. And, uh, podcast is good. It's not bad. Trading's okay. If I do it on my terms, uh, the piano's good. Yeah. But it's not maybe, it's not the dream. It's not, maybe it's time to build the next dream. Maybe it is. So just, just for a moment, good. just do me a favor if you can. Close your eyes. Just see if you can just focus kind of, I say, take the elevator from your head down into your body. See if you close your eyes for a minute and just feel what it feels like to imagine you building the dream, starting the dream. What physically do you feel in your body? Not in your head, just your body. Uh, it's a, an exciting, tingly, nervous feeling, but nervous where, in a good way. Where do you feel that in your physical body? Stomach. Okay, stomach. So put, your hand stomach. put your hands on your stomach and just stay there for a moment. Just keep your attention there. Just notice what the tingly, exciting, all of that feels like. Are you able to imagine it deeper and just let it turn up in volume? What else? Yeah, it goes around, it goes around all my arms and shoulders. It like runs like a flow. Yeah, so just stay connected to that for a minute or two. Just notice what it feels like to feel that way again. How long has it been since you felt this feeling? Yeah, it's been, it's been since I first started the YouTube thing and the first time around. Yeah. When I first saw the numbers dial up that people were interested. Yeah. So notice, notice that feeling. Notice how it reminds you of that feeling that you had back when you started. That was, it was raw excitement. Yeah. So just feel that in your body and see if there's anything else there. See if there's any other emotions or memories that kind of come up and again stay out of your head and just stay in your body is there anything else there um yeah maybe a bit of sadness that i that i just didn't do it already yeah so just feel that sadness let yourself feel the grief you're doing great what else what else what's happening now no i think that's it it's just being a bit mad at myself for Probably yeah, so, not, not doing what I should have done and not being. Yeah. So feel that not, too. Let, like, don't, don't be in your head. Still stay in your body. There's no words, right? Just let that feeling of disappointment, frustration. Just feel it. Notice where, where does that show up in your physical body? Is it in a different area? Oh, a little bit. I, th I think the, the excitement's in my stomach and the frustration's more in the arms. It's, a, it's, yes. it's like so around the chest. Like, which one feels more predominant right now? It's hard to say. Okay, so just go to one of them. Go to your arms or go to your torso, stomach. 
and just focus on it for a moment. And in fact, if you can, turn that volume up on it. What's happening now? That's just a slightly magnified, just a slightly magnified uh, feeling of, why don't I just do what I really want to do? Yeah. It's just a question. So, so just, why don't I reach for the dreams and have the confidence when I've done it before? Yep. So stay in your body and just notice what if, what does it feel like in there at the idea of not reaching for it? The idea of not doing it. How does that feel? Uh, it just, just feels like I'm going to waste a lot of, waste me life. Yeah. Doing a lot of average stuff. Where do you feel that? Uh, it's more me, me stomach and chest. Yeah. So just notice that. Stay with that for a moment. If you can, imagine like a miniature version of you walking around in that stomach area. Can you see yourself in there? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so just follow follow where wherever you need to go. Just seeing yourself walk around in there. How old are you as you see yourself inside? Like 23. Okay. So notice notice the 23-year-old version of yourself walking around in there. What, what's it like inside for him as he walks around? Um, just knocking on the door being like, it's time to go again. Why, what are you waiting for, old man? Yeah. So, so he says, what are you waiting for? And... What is your answer to him? See, I got lost. Got lost. Don't know what happened. Got lost in life. Yeah. So what? What does he? What does he kind of respond to that? What's he? What's he say to that? What's he show to that? Like, don't worry. This happens. Yeah. Life's hard. Yeah. We'll get it together. Yeah. So see if he. See if he needs anything from you. What, what does he need right now from you? Just needs me. Yeah. Are you able to give him that? Definitely going to try it. What do you mean? There's, there's, there's not another choice to be happy, really. Not truly happy. What is? What is but he? What is? What do you need from him? Just keep on knocking on the door when I forget. Yeah. Is he willing to do that for you? You better. Don't know. Don't <laughs> check. Ask him. Ask him. See if you can trust him. Do what you got to do to see if he is trustworthy. Does he no, have we'll, your book? We'll try and do it again, for sure. Yeah. So just check in to see if there's, is there anything else before you kind of come back and out of this? Is there anything else he's needing to tell you or you're needing to tell him? Nah, it's just you're all good. You're all good. People love you. Yeah. You're yeah. well liked by people. You're on a good path to life. You're doing well. So yeah. Let's move to the next thing. Yeah. So do what you need to do to thank him for his coming to connect with you. Do what you got to do to say kind of okay. Thank you for sharing your time and wisdom with me. And then just slowly come back into your body, into the chair you're sitting in. Taking some Deep breath. Notice your physical body as you're coming back to this moment. And then when the time is right, open your eyes gently. That's what we have on. Mm. Funny exercise. I mean, you, you know where you are. 
but then sometimes you forget. It's pretty. That was a pretty powerful. Uh, that was pretty powerful. So what? Yeah. There, it's quite, you, don't, you don't you don't realize how far you're gone there until you come back round. You, you you think that you're there, but you actually not you're not as much there as you think you are. If you know what I mean. I do. You're more gone than you actually realize. Uh, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a funny kind of hypnotic thing. Wow. So so what what is it that you walked out with? <sighs> um, that I've been I haven't had the courage to just change for no reason. I don't know if I've been scared of failure. I've been scared that people won't be receptive to it. Um, and I've lost. And the reason that guy's 23 is because the 23-year-old me had uh, no fear of failure ever. Mm-hmm. He's always ready to go. Yeah. And um, And with age and experience and... Fail, things not not always going great. You lose that inner fire mm-hmm. that the young man's got. Yep, yep. You lose confidence. Yep. And you also also feel, I think, too, a responsibility to you know the way things are. You know, we get we get kind of stuck in like, well, this is the way it is. I won't like it won't work a second time. That's it. Won't work a second time. Mm. Had me success. Won't work again. Or I was lucky because I had one great idea and one good story, and it related to a ton of people. Now, who does that sound like? That's talking. Uh, it's the older one. It's the gremlin. It's actually not even you, Stephen. It's the gremlin. Uh, but I am the gremlin. I've become the gremlin. Try not to be, but I've become him. I promise you, my friend, you're not the gremlin, but that's what your gremlin wants you to believe because if you believe that and if you keep saying that, then you absolutely surrender the driving of your bus to that gremlin. The gremlin so wants you to believe that you have become the gremlin because then it doesn't have to fight anymore. It's got control of your bus. Did you read those first 25 pages of Taming Your Gremlin? No. It is the most important book for you to read right now. It's critical. I'll get the audio book. Yeah, I'll, I'll need to read get it. The audio. I'll get the audio. I've got nothing to read right now. I'll listen to it. It's going to be a good thing. It's, it's not a book that you plow through. It's a book you listen to and then you'll do some exercises around. But that the, gremlin the, is, it, what happened in that exercise you just did you tuned into your voice. That twenty, it showed up in a twenty-three-year-old version of you, but that is still your voice. That's still who you are. It's regardless of age. It's your inner voice. Yeah, he's been gone for a while. He's been lost for a while. He's been talked over by your this inner gremlin that's dominating the airwaves. Sad. It's, it's, uh, it's sad that people can let this happen to them. Uh, you know what? I, it's you haven't been able to listen to him for one year. There are people who don't listen to their inner voice for fifty. It isn't that sad. One year sounds like you got off easy. It's still That's a year. Cool. But you're just waiting for that next thing to happen. You're just waiting for that next idea to come, but it just never did. It, it hasn't for a year, but I, I always thought 
Well, it did come. It did come. It came a year ago. You just weren't listening. You weren't able to hear what it had to say. You weren't ready to hear it. That's all. I wasn't ready to hear it. You weren't ready to hear it. That's okay. But you're ready now. But a more needed brought out of us. Of me. I needed brought out this time. It needed brought out this time. That's okay. So here you are, a year later, maybe not even, 10 months, 11 months later, and you're listening. Now you're hearing it. It's a nice feeling. It's a good feeling. I bet it's, it is. Um, it's a weird one. I remember I remember doing therapy way back, and um, and it was because of anxiety, but it was because, very short story, very short story, but I was taking a drug called propranolol or Indoril. Do you know Indoril? I don't. It's a blood pressure tablet. I was taking it for headaches, but it suppressed your whole fight or flight system. And then when I come off, uh, I was panicky because I'd been on this drug for 10 years for headaches. So that is the reason I went to therapy initially because I couldn't handle being off this drug. So, Stephen, that is a huge piece of information. That's a huge piece of information. You did not speak to at all at the beginning of the conversation when you talked about the anxiety that came your way. No, that's what, that's what started it. That was the that's, trigger. That's a huge piece of information. But that, that was the reason why. But, uh, and I had to go to therapy to learn how to be a normal person and let me brain learn how to not panic because the drug had suppressed it for 10 years. Correct. Um, but the point was, I don't know, I don't know the significance of it, of what you think, but, uh, the point was, I remember going to therapy and you just unravel these layers of, things that you told yourself i should say you've worked we'll work on this for 20 minutes then let's just work on you because we've got the time and uh, i remember walking out with my chest just feeling like god feel like a, a load has been lifted off and i feel that feeling now as well you've made us feel the same feeling where your chest feels like whoo <laughs> feel a bit better about things <laughs> you know what i mean yes i do but you've but- done the same thing that the therapist did but you did it in a different way can't remember how she did it. You did it in a different way. I don't know how you, I don't know how you both do it. It might be something that you want to learn one day. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know how you do it, but you do it. How do you do that? How do you, because you, you, you trigger endorphins. It's not like you've triggered endorphins, but you've lifted and it's over a Skype call in different countries as well, which is even more weird because I think, I didn't think, oh, you'll not be able to connect over the internet. But um, you've made you me connect, just you connect lighter. with people every day over the internet, dude. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm being, I'm being, uh, being. Uh, we can, we can talk about how it's done another time because I do think you'll find it fascinating, and I think it is fascinating. But I think that might take you out of the experience, and I think it's more important that you still savor what you did have happened for you. Well, let's let's and um, let's not do it. But you've got some powers. You actually have all the power. <laughs> I'm just helping you. This is what the therapist used to say as well. <laughs> it's not me, it's you. You're doing it all. You're doing You are. All. You're doing all of it. I'm I'm leading you uh to these places, but you're ultimately courageous enough to jump in the pool. Yeah, I feel like I'm back in therapy, but I'm not I'm not afraid to be. It's a good feeling and it's a good place. You know, what is what is therapy ultimately? What is coaching, right? It's about becoming more aware of what's making us tick 
and what's potentially stopping us. I'm of the opinion coaching does it quicker. But at the end of the day, what, what, what matters is that you become aware and you're now becoming more aware of the fact that there's been a voice inside of you for about a year that's been trying to tell you something. And for whatever reason, we're not going to make it wrong. You aren't able to hear it. Now you are. Great. So what do you do now? Where do you go from here? I listen to the voice more. Okay. Because when I listen to that voice, I feel less stressed, more alive than I've felt in a long time. Much more alive. Yeah. And uh, much more eager to live the next day to see what I can do. Yep. I feel excited. I feel excited to live another few days. Not that I was ever not wanting to, but I was just going to go through them. Yeah. Now I feel like I want to endure. live more. To endure your days or endure your experience is different than to embrace them. Yeah. I see a, I see a new light. It's Good. fascinating. Good. So one of the things I want to tell you is because of what you just did, it could be everybody has a different experience, but you could feel uh, exhausted later because you did do deep work by going into this space. So it could also pull up some emotions, right? There could be other emotions that come up. could be some grief. Oh, for sure. No, I feel it. I feel it right now. It's like a little bit upset. I feel a little yeah. bit upset. Yeah. Um, but, uh, like a little bit excited as well. So if you're in a position to, I'd love to just suggest at least for the next 12 hours, you let yourself just feel, and that would mean no alcohol because alcohol does have a tendency to numb our feelings. So I, I really, if you're able to just give yourself, if you, I don't know what the night is planned, but if you can just be with yourself quietly. Uh, journal out maybe some of the stuff that comes up for you. Maybe journal out for you what just happened. What was that experience? What was it like encountering the 23-year-old version of yourself? Just capture it all down so that you can get reconnected to it. Now you've, um, you've, I was so, I was so skeptic at the start. I was like, not skeptic, but I was like, this is going to be one of those calls where I talk about my life and then there'll be an emotional part at the end. And then I'll be like, oh, wow. But, uh, and I thought, no, that probably won't happen, but let's roll with it. And, um, and it really did. I really feel some raw emotions that have been locked deep down and they've come up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's, uh, and it's, it's weird. I don't know how to handle it. Yeah. I just feel, I'm just feeling, I'm just feeling things that I'm not used to feeling. That's it. That's the, that's how you handle it. You feel them and you don't have a judgment about feeling them. And you don't try to understand why you feel them because all that takes you out of feeling them. That's amazing. That's amazing. And and I'm uh, all day. I've worked from like eight a.m. till eight p.m. And I've come on this call thinking, "Gosh, long day at work, stressful, yeah. really stressful working on a lot of pitches." And honestly, I just don't give a shit about them anymore. Don't care about them anymore because I just care about me yeah. and this feeling Good. and what I really want to do. But it's awesome. Don't. But don't feel stressed about any of that stuff anymore. It's meaningless. Yeah. You did You did great work. And I, I think this takes a lot of guts to do it and a willingness to even go into that place that you went. Thanks for being trustworthy, you know, trusting of me to do it. No, I mean, thanks for, thanks for doing it. It's, uh, I, I would have never had the confidence to, I would have, I would have not had the confidence to, to randomly do it. 
because what paths have crossed, I interviewed you, then you have given me a class. And um, it's because we're, it's a shame because for a lot of people, they'll just think, ah, personal coach, nah, whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, whatever. That's she hasn't okay. got a degree or she's not this or that or whatever. She's not in a doctor's white coat or whatever. You know what I mean? I do. But it's okay. Those people, those people have their journey. Everybody has their journey. And yeah, but it's, uh, how did you learn this stuff? You know, a lot of it, uh, has been because of my own journey. Because I had to get a lot of tools at a very young age to navigate the environment I was growing up in. So I asked for actually a lot of tools, even at 10 a.m., 10, 10 years old, I was like, I got to get me some tools. And then, and then I wound up uh, hiring a coach 15 years ago and it changed my life. And then I did get certified, uh, in a particular model of coaching and I've continued to just build up all the tools. And this I'm tool, gonna... this tool that we did, you and I is called, is something that's informed by, uh, Raphael Kushner's work, which is called emotional connection. And I do talk about it in my book. So there's a couple of conversations with Raphael who created this style of going into your body. Another person who influenced me was a man named uh, Dr. Peter Levine who talks about all of our feelings and emotions live in our body and getting connected to them. Yeah. Well, I just didn't think I could reach that. I didn't, and you didn't, I don't feel like you implicitly sent anything there. I think, Somehow you just prompted me to look in the right place and I found it. It's, it's. Well, the body is the right place always. And that's, I think, a big part of what's happened with, uh, the challenge you've had over the trading is you, you fully weren't present and aren't present to your trades right now because there's a big part of yourself that you've been ignoring. Yeah, and a lot of the time it's just like, I hope I do lose a lot of money so I can just quit. Listen to those words. Stephen, listen to what you just said. You already said that in that first conversation we had that day. The blowing up. Let me just blow up so I don't have to do this anymore. You said that in that first conversation. Yeah. So that then potentially gives you permission to do what you want to do anyway. So why is there have to be a blow up for you to give yourself permission to just do what you want to do? Yeah, because I, I feel like I'm giving up a good income for to try something new that may just fail. Correct. It might fail. You might you. fail. But you know what, Stephen? Even if you fail, are you going to be dead? Are you going to be roll over and die? Like, no, no, I can do both anyway. I can do both anyway. Of course, you can do anything you want. That's true. And some things you're going to fail at. Welcome to being human. But if you uh, don't try, uh, how do you know? Yeah, uh, you uh, succeed beyond your imagination right now. And your imagination sounds pretty good. What if it's even bigger than you imagined? And no, but I mean, and deep down, I think. If I put the time and effort and I just get the ball rolling, 
and I'll reach out to enough different people and I reach to the different guests and I do enough live streams. Do me a favor. Don't even. Because it's just not even. Who cares whether you do it right or don't? I get that you got a plan already in your head, but it's irrelevant. What matters is that you give it a go. Yeah, I don't think I can do it wrong. I think if I do it as me, I don't think it can go wrong. So lean on I'm, that. I'm good at this stuff. No, no, for sure. I'm good at this stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm good, really good at this stuff. I know I am. Just need to do it. I don't know what happened to us and why I never did. It's really weird. Don't get it. it I, I'm under, this man, Werner Earhart, says understanding is the booby prize. You don't need to understand. It just is what happened. Yeah. And it's not what you're feeling now. So you move forward. Who cares why? It's, it's not going to get you anywhere. It's true. You should, you should never do too many things that you don't want to do just, and just do it for the sake of doing it, for the, for the sake of routine. You know, I mean, routine is ultimately informed by the need for security. Everybody has that need to some extent or another. However, it sounds to me like you compromised some other non-negotiable needs for yourself. I don't think security is a non-negotiable need for you. I think you like to have it, but I don't think it's a non-negotiable need. I think you have some non-negotiable needs like adventure, creativity, and contribution. Those are non-negotiable. And if you compromise them for the ones like security that are not that important to you, you're not going to be happy. Uh, the, the truth is, like, a lot of the time, I'm not as bad as I was. About a year ago, I was pretty bad, pretty bad for drinking. I was pretty bad for, like, I'll just go to work drunk. And, um, and I was pretty bad for thinking, being really reckless. And I thought, you know what it is? If I lose everything, it's a dead good thing because it means that I've got the opportunity to start from nothing and start from scratch. And I almost wanted to lose everything. Not like die, just lose everything, yeah. lose job yeah. and start with nothing. And if that means starting in a very small apartment or not apartment, a very small maid's room, like a, a room for the maids yeah. in, a bad, in a bad area with just yeah. a laptop and an internet connection. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care if I've got no, like very little money. Yeah. So what need is that? Rid of all this stuff. Uh, adventure, excitement, something oh, new. Challenge. Brand new challenge, starting from scratch. Every, nothing to lose and everything again. And people would say, you, you, why do you want to lose all this stuff that you've built your whole life? It's like, I don't want it anymore. Don't want any of it. It's not because you want to lose it. It's because all of that, having all of that, without having your basic needs met, you're not going to feel happy. Yeah. So I just need to realize my needs. And then keep the stuff I've got <laughs> and right, just work on something. You don't have to blow it up. You don't have to blow up what you already have to get your needs met. You don't have no, to lose your life. Yeah, I was trying to blow up life though. I was like, I'm going to go out with fireworks. I'm going to, I'm waiting for me boss to fire us. Just fire us. It's fine. But I, but I can't get fired because ultimately deep down I'm too responsible. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be wild a bit, but I can't be too wild because I can't totally. let people. But totally. I want to, but I can't. 
Well, you don't, you don't really want to actually. What you want is your needs for adventure and challenge met. That's all. That's you didn't that's know how to get that met. You didn't, didn't know, know how to get that didn't know that. I didn't know that was my need. We just found out today. I didn't know that I had this burning desire for adventure and a new challenge, which sounds so obvious. It sounds ridiculously obvious, but this is what, uh, this is what happens in, in these kind of sessions. People make you see things that are right in front of your eyes, but you couldn't see them for some reason. Yeah. And they make, and the, you, people say the most obvious things, like for you and your job, you'll say the most obvious things. But you'll say them in the way where it finally clicks. And that's, yeah. that's the skill. Yeah. Well, thank you. It's, it's, uh, it takes two to tango though. So. Not for sure. But I feel pretty tangoed. It was pretty fun. Feel good. <laughs> I feel tangoed. I never heard anybody say that. That's good. I like that. <laughs> I feel, feel pretty tangoed. <laughs> uh, pretty, pretty emotional, pretty shaky. Um, yeah. Yeah. Pretty surprised that I could talk to someone in his stomach. That was yeah. pretty, pretty weird. Mm. But pretty, pretty good as well. I've never had that kind of conscious experience before. Cool. Well, there's more, there's more information in your body than there is in your head because your body bypasses kind of so much of the, you know, the, the, the ego is kind of the head, right? It thinks it's the running the show, but there's like, all of this, look, from here down, there's a lot of information in there. And we just rarely stay quiet enough or still enough to listen to it. Uh, but I, I mean, I might be dead wrong, but I mean, I know you've got your like amygdala, which is the primitive primal part of your brain, mm-hmm. which is really the, maybe if that's what you maybe should be listening to. But then you've got your prefrontal cortex part at the front that rationalizes, keeps you safe, hides some things from you. So I don't know if you just really sit and listen to what your body's telling you through. The problem is that the lizard brain, right, is, was created to keep us safe. And it was created to get us away from a lion when it started to chase us. But we're not living in that same environment. So anytime we feel any sort of uh, contraction or fear or concern or uh, bump up against any kind of like caution, the lizard brain is telling us we're going to die. Well, we're not going to die, but if, but it puts on all the signals, the sweating, the heart race, everything goes into fight or flight, you know, survival mode. And what happens is this part of the brain actually, guess what it wants us to do? It wants us to feel. So they're kind of in a tug of war against each other. One part saying, don't feel. If you feel this, you're going to die. And the other part is saying, feel this. And what happens is over time, we start to train the brain and especially that lizard part of our brain that you see, actually, you didn't die. You just felt that and nothing happens. And then it slowly gives you the ability to more and more lean in on this part of the brain, which is newer, which is not as developed because most of us haven't been encouraged to feel our feelings. So Levine, the guy that, that I talked to before, he basically, his book is called Waking the Tiger. And he talks about how he was fascinated that animals, even though they're in life and death situations every single day, they don't have any trauma. They don't have any kind of, uh, you know, held over trauma, or PTSD from these life and death struggles. And when he watched, he spoke specifically at the beginning of this book about a gazelle 
who might be, you know, running for its life, if it escapes the, the chase from the lion, let's say, it, before it goes back to the tribe, it will sit behind a bush and tremor and tremble out for hours, if necessary, the entire experience, fully feel and process it out. And when it finishes that, at that point, it's finished, it'll return to the tribe as if nothing's happened. Think about us humans. How many times do we ever do that? Almost never. We've not been taught or encouraged to do that. Yeah, you just learn to block it. But it never gets it go, doesn't go away when we block it. It goes into block, the body. Yeah. You block a lot of stuff and then one day you have a nervous breakdown. Or you just live a life that doesn't truly satisfy you. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm talking if, you, if you've had traumatic childhood experiences and you block and block and block, and then it, it, it generally always comes out in the 20s and 30s. I don't know, but I've just seen stories and talk to therapists and it and does it comes out in a lot of different ways but sometimes truly it's a life of numbness i mean at least the people that have breakdowns they have the breakthrough but there are plenty of people who just live a life of quiet desperation as thoreau says because they just have numbed themselves from what they really feel or need for so long that they just go that way for the rest of their term yeah, no, 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 I mean, I'm thinking of a girl that comes to mind and she went to therapy because we went to the same therapist. Because I said, go to this woman, she's brilliant. And she just cried for like eight straight sessions. And I was thinking, well, maybe that's not such a bad thing. Like, it's good. Get it out. It You'll is probably good. feel like a better person after, after those eight, eight sessions. You're going to feel like a, uh, you're going to feel like a much better person. You're going to feel like that, that chest is lifted. Some of that pressure has lifted off that chest. You're going to, you're going to walk, you're going to go on a walk one day and think, I don't feel so bad today. Feel Correct. a bit better. This is a little Correct. bit less holding you down. Correct. It's amazing how it works. It just needs to be felt, all these emotions and feelings. That's really it. And if we let ourselves, which is what you did today, you let yourself just feel in that exercise. And what you noticed in the feeling was what was really happening for you. What's really going on for you? What was the, what was the part of yourself that you weren't able to listen to? And now you heard it just by being still and present to what it had to say. Such a cute little guy. Such a good guy. I Such like him. You should. Good guy. Good guy. A little bit cheeky, but he's a good guy. Yeah, totally. I miss him. <laughs> well, he, you can visit, you can revisit him anytime you want. He's always available to you now. Now you know how to get to him. And I'll, I'll send you two very short articles that'll revisit how we did that. Because you will learn how to do this by yourself. I, and I would encourage it. And my suggestion was we come back again if you're open to this in two weeks. Yeah, for sure. And if you are able to between now and those two weeks, I'd say at least two or three times, even just for five minutes, reconnect to that, that place we went today. Reconnect to him. No, I think I should. Um, do you know when you have, um, plastic models of people where they've got the little legs and the body and the big head. Yep. Looks a bit like, he looks a bit like that. <laughs> so what I'd like you to do is find a picture of 23-year-old you. I can do that very easily. Cool. A picture let's, is in a picture picture? Yeah. A, yeah. a, a me picture. Yeah. 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 Let's, let's take that. a look at him because we want, we want to help you reconnect to him. 
It's amazing what your brain throws up, eh? When you when you look down. Why why twenty three? Why a little mini twenty three year old? Well, we know why. You said why. Yeah, but it's just amazing. It's amazing just to think how it happens. And it's not your brain, it's your body that throws up the emotion. It's a very, very funny thing. It's a very funny thing. And ultimately, it's, it's you, right? It's you. It's your inner voice. It's that part of yourself that is not being stopped by the gremlin and the woodshoods or coulds. Oh, you've got to you've got to focus a lot though. You've got to you've got to think. You've got to you've got to be very focused and attentive, and you've got to really look to bypass the ground room, all right. In the beginning, at least, anyway, you've got to in work hard to pass him. In the beginning, but you did by going into the body, you bypass him completely because the gremlin's coming out of here. It's not in here. I still don't fully get how it all works, but yep, I agree with you. Whatever you've done, it works. (laughs) And I would not worry. Don't worry about how it's done. And I think for you it's tricky because I think the how it's done is fascinating to you as well. And I I think that's a place for you to eventually go. But give yourself yourself the, the gift of not right now going to the figuring it out, but going to the place of just being in the pool of how. I don't want to. Yes. It's like, it's like uh, Santa Claus at Christmas. I'm going to give myself a few more years of having those Christmas days with Santa. Good. Perfect. That's awesome. Perfect. No, I'm not ready Perfect to find out if that really is. Perfect metaphor. You did great. If, if you were in front of me, I'd give you a big hug. Oh, me too. Me too. Felt good. Virtual hug. A lot of positive energy. Hi, this is Sonia May from Albany, Georgia, and I like to travel the world while listening to Stephen and Tim on the Steady Trade Podcast. You can register to win real actual prizes at their website, SteadyTrade.com. If you really like what you hear, give the podcast a five-star rating and write a glowing review on iTunes. I did. And this is how we say goodbye in Orlando. Goodbye.